my faith and living out what being a believer looks like. I was surrounded by women of faith and it became clear to me how much I loved learning who Christ is. I attended a Baptist church in Lubbock and was plugged into their student ministry. It was an incredible time of growth in my life. I lived at home after college, started an internship, and quickly got connected into a women's Bible study. This was a very sweet time of life, learning who I was, how I grew up, truly learning about my family dynamics, and living out my beliefs in a very worldly city. So Kelly and I met back in work in, uh, back in 1999, and as I got to know her, I knew there was something different about her, and I liked it. I was intrigued by it. On our very first date, we prayed together, and that was something that had never happened before in any other relationship, uh, but I liked it. So we got engaged eight months after starting to date and then married back in 2001. We were both believers when we got married, but I had no idea what it meant to love her well and to lead her well. And so early on in our marriage, we went through a fairly typical cycle that you see a lot. Uh, We had a lot of fun together, bought our first home, had a lot of great friends we'd hang out with. We helped start a church, um, and we were serving there regularly, and then we began to have children. And I would have said that at the time, we got along really well. We didn't fight a whole lot, uh, and I thought that we really had a pretty healthy relationship. And so as Kevin mentioned, we met at work, and my first perception uh, of Kevin was that he was a nice guy, he made me laugh, but his beliefs weren't aligned with mine, so that was that. And so we worked together for about six months before we had what we now call our first date. Um, I had trained for my first marathon, and he, was, he had kind of come to support me, and so we, I, we went out as kind of a thank you, long story, but back then it was not a first date, right? It was a date. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah. So that night out, we talked about life, what we liked, and our families, and it was a great date. Um, Over time, I realized that he was a believer, learning to pursue Christ, and that he was seeking what that relationship looked like with some good guy friends that he was in a Bible study with. We started hanging out more, had a ton of fun together, and it quickly went from liking this guy to loving him, something I had never experienced in a dating relationship prior. The cliche was that it truly did feel different for me. And while we dated and through our engagement, even early on in marriage, we didn't have any fights or disagreements per se, but we also never talked about anything of true importance, like our struggles, our fears, or our expectations. I didn't know the first thing about what he had issues or struggles with, and I was very naive. We set no boundaries within our marriage, and I was extremely passive when it came how, um, came, when it came how I felt about things. Over time, things did get stale, but I just thought it was because we were busy, we had young kids, we both worked full time, and that was that, it was life. Never once did I think we should talk about any of this. We just went through the motions, we isolated, and did our own thing. And Kevin was not a horrible husband by any means. We had lost our second child through a stillbirth, and it actually brought us very close together. And as time marched ahead though, we got stuck in a rut and had a very hard time connecting. Yeah, so here, here comes the curveball. So about seven years into the marriage, and I think that's a coincidence. Everybody talks about um, the seven-year itch, but it was, happened to be about the seven-year mark. Uh, we kind of got stuck into that daily grind that I think probably resonates with, with many of you guys out there uh, with young kids. We'd wake up, get the kids ready for daycare. We were both working at the time. Uh, we would drop the kids off at daycare, go work uh, a full day. At the end of the day, we'd pick the kids up, get home, prepare dinner, eat dinner, One of us would clean up the kitchen, the other one would do bath time, Uh, we would do bedtime, and then go to bed completely exhausted and disconnected, only to wake up and do that all over again. And so 
we had our share of fun and times, and we had uh, good memories, good friends, but that cycle really would continue until about the end of 2007. So I probably would have said at the time that my relationship with God was okay, but in hindsight, I was incredibly distant from God, so much so that I didn't see the storm that was up ahead. So around that same time, I had begun a relationship with a gal at work, and the two of us had started exercising together in the mornings. This quickly developed into a deeper emotional connection, and I found myself more and more excited about both pursuing and then being pursued by another woman. As the connection grew deeper, I remember naively thinking that nothing could or would ever happen. I was married, and so was she. After a few months, it did become physical. The physical affair lasted a few months and ended shortly before I left work to return to school in May of 2008, about 10 years ago. I remember thinking that I would leave that secret behind me and do my best to just move on. I wrestled with it for several months with what to do with this sin I had committed and was hiding from Kelly. It made me physically and emotionally ill, but yet I continued to hide it from her. I wanted to tell her, but I was afraid that I would lose her and our kids. It all came crashing down one evening with a phone call. Kelly received a call that night from the husband of the gal with whom I had the affair. He had just found out about everything and called Kelly to tell her everything that he knew. So I wasn't home at the time, but uh, Kelly quickly called me and told me about the news she had just heard. So I then went home scared to death of the uncertainty that awaited me. So as you can, bless you. So as you can imagine, (laughs) things got much, much worse before they got even a little bit better. And although I did not mention divorce, I was not present emotionally or spiritually and even physically in our marriage. I dealt with trying to do it all on my own and I isolated big time. I was the queen of isolation um, prior to this as well. Uh, I wasn't home much, I didn't care to be home much, I drank too much to numb anything that I was feeling and spent time with other people who were definitely not spurring me on in a healthy way. I was angry and sad yet I wanted desperately to forgive. I just didn't know what that looked like. I struggled with worldly emotions yet wanted to be a wife and a good mother. I could not shake the fact that this had happened to me, to us, and I was deeply hurt. And remember, I had come from a relationship that that happened. My father had done that, right? So all of this was coming to play. And so we had started re-engaged in another church, but I wasn't ready, and it also wasn't very authentic. No one knew our story, and we never felt compelled to discuss it. The following March, after disclosure in July, we came here to re-engage at Watermark, and it was at this point that I felt like this is where the Lord wanted us. People were standing up sharing their stories of redemption and reconciliation, and I was overwhelmed with what I was hearing. I wanted that more than anything. As we dug in, things were starting to improve. We had a lot to continue to work through, and although things weren't always great, re-engage did allow us to be ourselves and share in a safe environment. Also, it was through this process that Kevin began digging into God's word daily. I saw him change by what the Holy Spirit was doing in his life. He started leading us well, leading the kids well, and became more involved at home. This all allowed me to let down my guard and truly learn and lean in to trust him again. My thought process also began changing. It didn't happen overnight. Things were still hard and I was far from perfect, but as things began changing on his end, things on my end started changing as well. Again, it took me a very long, um, long time to work through my sin and emotions on my end, I had to change how my relationships look, and I needed to dig deeper into the word and want to be invested in my marriage again. I learned what drawing the circle truly meant. 
I also had to take ownership in our mess and figure out all over again how the Lord wanted me to be in our marriage and what my role of a wife was, which I had never really heard. We never knew the biblical roles of what a husband and a wife were supposed to look like, even though we were believers. Uh, Through the heartache of all that had happened, Kevin's dad passed away and my mom passed away within 15 months of each other during this time frame. And this too was a huge part of still dealing with some pain. And to add this on top of everything else we were doing, it was a really, really difficult season. I had to trust in his ultimate plan. Deuteronomy 31.8, which is one of my favorite passages, says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So over the course of time, as we continued to work on our marriage, God completely changed my heart and then changed our marriage. It was a long and difficult road, but I remember the pastor at the time of where we were going sat down with us and and shared a verse that soon became our anthem, that Romans 8, 28. So he reminded me that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him. So I've had to work through a lot of shame and guilt associated with uh, my unfaithfulness. Even now, if I let myself dwell on the past, I can get caught up in some of that negative thinking and the shame and the guilt will resurface. But most importantly now in my life, I've made Christ the most important thing. I love the lyrics to a popular Christian song that says, I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way he loves us. I've become a more fully devoted follower of Christ, and this has trickled down and affected every other part of my life. In particular, my marriage has changed. I realize now what it means to be a godly husband and how to lead Kelly well. I realize now how fortunate I am to have a godly wife who loves me and who was and is committed to our wedding vows. No longer are we living in isolation. I have a group of guys around me that asks me those tough questions and holds me to a higher standard. I've learned how to lead our kids better. Kelly and I spend time intentionally connecting with each other. We enjoy each other. We make time for date nights and actively pursue each other. So Ecclesiastes 9.9 rings true now in our marriage, and so it's husbands enjoy life with the wife whom you love. Our marriage now is better than it's ever been, spiritually, emotionally, and yes, even physically. And so Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Our marriage is now in a place that I, too, never thought possible. I would, without a doubt, marry Kevin all over again, even knowing what I know now. And please hear me say, you do not need to have an affair to experience God's grace, mercy, and forgiveness in your life. I wouldn't wish that pain or our story on anyone, but there is absolutely no doubt that this has changed our trajectory forever. Our kids' lives will forever be changed as well because of what the Lord is doing in each of our lives and our marriage. Whatever painful circumstances you may be in, let the, let the Lord grab a hold of your heart and let him change you from within. Gary Thomas writes in his book, Sacred Influence, which I have right here, and every woman in this room needs to read it. See it? Okay? I'd get nothing for that. I don't even know him, but it's an awesome book for the wives. So he says, a good marriage doesn't happen by accident, and a good marriage isn't maintained by accident. Both are the work of the Holy Spirit and the foundation of Jesus and his unchangeable truth in the life of two sinners who are married. So everybody loves a story, right? From the time we were young, if you guys have kids, you know every kid loves a story. And even now, we're drawn to stories, especially true ones. If you see a movie and it says based on a true story, there's something about that, especially when there's a happy ending. 
And so you often hear people around here saying, have you heard their story? And so for the longest time, I didn't want my story to be one of, of brokenness and unfaithfulness. And so it took me a while. It took me a long time, actually. But I realized that's not the story. Our story is one of redemption and healing. And it tells what God can do in your life and in your marriage if you just let him. And so that's the true story. And so whatever the circumstances are in your lives, it's you know, like another song says, it's a page in your book, but it isn't the end. And so we don't know your story. We don't know what you're going through. But we do know that if you'll choose to let God into your life and into your marriage, he can completely redeem it and take it to a place you never thought possible. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's true because it happened to us. Uh, God is still very much in, this, in the business of changing lives and marriages. And that can be your story. So I think what I would want you to walk away here tonight is to truly believe that Christ knows what you're going through. He understands your pain, he knows your heart, and he won't let you go. No matter where you are, no matter what you think, he knows exactly what you're going through. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31 says, do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The song that Tim sang earlier that's called Tell Your Heart to Be Beat Again, when that song came out, it struck me as I listened to those words, and it's really exactly how I felt when all of this was happening in our marriage, even though that song is newer than when our story occurred. And so this, the, the words that were on the screen, and for those of you that you missed it, just a few of those words that said, you're shattered like you've never been before, the life you knew in a thousand pieces on the floor, and words fall short in times like these when this world drives you to your knees. You think you're never gonna get back to the you you used to be. Tell your heart to beat again. Close your eyes and breathe it in. Let the shadows fall away. Step into the light of grace. Yesterday's a closing door. You don't live there anymore. Say goodbye to where you've been and tell your heart to beat again. I know many of you feel like he has given up on you or your spouse, but I promise you that he hasn't. The people in this room and in your small groups are here for you. There is no mistake why you're here tonight. There's no mistake that you walked through these doors wondering what in the world that this room was gonna bring you, and I promise you that you're here for a reason. Dig in, pray, be authentic, and tell your story. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. That's good. So we thought we'd end with this. This is a picture of our three kiddos, and so... Uh, when I think back on it now, when the storm hit our marriage back in 2007, 2008, um, we had a choice to make. And you guys, if you're, if you're in this a similar situation, you have a choice to make. One, we had to decide, are we going to be in? And, and I was all in. I didn't want to leave. At no point did I want to leave the marriage. Um, and fortunately, I married a gal that felt the same way, and she was committed, and she wanted in. Uh, and then two, we had to allow God to redeem it. And to do that, we had to be willing to put forth the work to redeem it and, and to get it to a place it needs to be. So I look at this picture and you think, okay, what would have changed had we gone the other way? Had we listened to what the world would have said and the world told us several times, even counselors told us, um, it's okay, get a divorce. That is grounds for a divorce. And so we, we chose not to listen to that. We chose to listen to what we thought God wanted to do. And you look at that little boy, that <laughs> little Luke uh, is almost six 
and um, he wouldn't be here. Luke wouldn't be here. He is an absolute joy. <laughs> he is an absolute joy in our lives. We were watching him play outside tonight and just talking to himself and his imagination was running wild. And I think back, that kid wouldn't be here. The other two kids would be in a broken home and who knows what they would be like right now. Um, so I don't know your story. We don't know what you come in here with. We do know this because we've seen it. Man, if you will make that decision to stay in and let God do what he wants to do already to your marriage, um, he will redeem it and restore it. And so thanks for listening tonight. Well, let me also say, like we're, on the, we're 10 years out, right? And so a lot of you coming into this room, you're maybe minutes out from being in a really bad spot. So, you know, it's, it's easy somewhat to, to, to see, or not so easy, to, to see a couple up on stage who are 10 years from where some of you maybe are. And so I just want you to know that we understand that. And we're praying for you. We're praying for your marriages. We're praying for your groups. We're praying for, for everything that the Lord's going to do. And hopefully that you will let him do while you're here tonight. So thank you all.